This is when I first started, I did all kinds of acts. When things were at their lowest ebb, when I was 27 years old, after doing about 20 acts, I finally got so, you know, I had to change my name every week. I couldn't get a job <laughs> with the same name twice. And then I met Gracie yeah. when I was 27. Honeymoon, we went to Cleveland, and uh, we were booked there at Keith's Cleveland, and we had three days off in Cleveland, and we arrived in the hotel at 5 o'clock in the morning, and we got married at 7. But we didn't get a room because we sat in the lobby for two hours, because if you get a room before 7, you had to pay for an extra day. <laughs> so we sat there for two hours and got married at 7 o'clock and checked in, and our honeymoon was at the hotel for three days, and then we opened Cleveland. And we were married for 38 years. What made it so good? We didn't work at it. Uh, the, uh, Gracie didn't marry me because I was a great lover. She married me for laughs. I got more laughs in bed with Gracie than I did when I played Las Vegas. <laughs> what made us a good combination, really, was the fact that I had talent, but I didn't have it on the stage. I had it off the stage. But I would have been nothing without Gracie. All the talent that I had rubbed off Gracie's performance. Gracie was a fine actress. In other words, Gracie was not a comedian. By the spring of 1941, George Burns and Gracie Allen had been married for 15 years and on radio for nine. Their program had been officially called The Burns and Allen Show since the fall of 1936, and they'd spent time on both NBC and CBS. Unhappy with their Friday time slot on CBS, they moved back to NBC for Hormel Meets on Mondays at 7.30. Jimmy Wallington announced, and Artie Shaw's band provided the orchestra. But their vaudeville-style show was beginning to show its age. In January of 1941, their rating had slipped to 14.8. While they pondered what to do, they took to the air with a March 17, 1941 episode. From New York, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show for Hormel and Sam. George and Gracie. Spam, oh boy. Spam, what joy. George Burns, Gracie Allen. Art show when the dark is strong The singing glee with a smoothie sweet To start the fun, here's Jimmy Wellington Another Monday night at your house, and time for Burns and Allen, and time for you to discover the way women all over the country have learned how to give the family a breakfast that is different. Serve Spam fried. Spam is tender, tasty meat, a perfect blend of sweet, juicy pork shoulder meat and ham cooked to a savory goodness. Made only by Hormel, Spam is packed in a handy can, so all you do is open it, cut off slices of Spam, and fry quickly in a hot pan. Serve sizzling hot with eggs or a stack of wheat cakes. And you'll start the family off in the morning with a meal that sticks to the ribs. Try Spam Fried, the quickest, tastiest breakfast you've had in many a day. 
But start right and get the real thing. Be sure to ask your food dealer for S-P-A-M. Spam. And look who's here, your two delightful Spam stars, George and Gracie. Thank you, thank you very, very much. First of August, in the middle of July, the afternoon was wet and the morning well, was dry. Well, Gracie, you're in a very, very gay mood tonight. Gay mood? Well, sure, I'm in a gay mood. Everybody's in a gay mood today. Today's the day. Today's the day. St. Patrick's Day. The most wonderful day in the year, and I'm not saying that because I'm Irish. Oh, no, 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 no. Of course, I'm only Irish on my mother and father's side. I say. Only on your mother and father Yeah, part. and that goes for them, too. I see what you mean, yeah. Oh, I can just see my uncle tonight with his top hat and his frock coat looking into the mirror to see if his black eyes on straight. First on the 31st of August in the middle, middle of, of July. July. I'll bet your family was in good spirits tonight. Oh, and vice versa. <laughs> oh, and George. George, I marched in the Fifth Avenue Parade today. It was the St. Patrick's Day Parade, you know. I know, you know. I was born in New York. I've seen oh, those parades. Boy, what excitement. Every year you have those parades. Yeah, what excitement. Born what here, music, you know, What yes. glamour. What bargains at Bergdorf Goodman's window. What crowds. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bergdorf Goodman's window? Yeah, what crowds. Even, even, even the parade didn't stop you from window shopping? Oh, no. Oh, and this is kind of cute, George. A floor walker was peeking out of the window, and he was flirting with me. Flirting with you? Uh-huh. Well, I sort of looked at him, and he winked back at me. And, he uh, winked back at you, yes. I said. And, you know, he looked you at... You didn't me. wonk at him first. No, 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 no. Did you ever wank at anybody? No. No, no he, he just looked at me and... Uh, you know who he looks like? Hmm. He looks like that movie star with a big mouth. You know, Joey Green. He was sort of tall. Joey and, Green? Yes, he was sort I of tall. I say it's Joey Brown. Not on St. Patrick's Day. It was on the 31st of August in the middle of July. So you were in the parade today, huh? Oh, yes. And it stopped at 57th Street, and we had a two-hour demonstration. A two-hour demonstration? Yes. Uh, there was a traffic light there, and every time it turned green, we cheered. I see what you mean, yes, yes. And every time it turned red, we booed. You booed? Well, we had more Chris, fun. I'll bet, I'll bet there must have been a lot of booze. Oh, no, no booze. Nobody was drinking. It was on the first of August in the middle of July. Oh, no booze. Oh, stop, Gracie. I'm getting so hoarse, I can hardly talk above a whiskey. Yeah. Oh, just imagine, George. Do you Hennessy Let- what I mean? George, just imagine... That's a pretty little- hard joke. Just imagine... Got another joke later that I'll use for Chaser. George, just imagine little me of all people leading such a big parade. Mm. 80,000 Irishmen following me. 79,000 were policemen. I see what you mean. Gracie, in the first place, I don't believe you were leading the parade. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, well... Oh, I wasn't exactly leading the parade. I, I was sort of up in front, more like in the middle. Oh, in the middle. Well, more toward the end, sort of like oh, last. Like last, yes, yes. yes. Well, it was a great parade, they tell me. I'm sorry I missed it. You missed it? On the 31st of August in oh, the stop, middle of... stop, Well, I Listen. didn't exactly miss it. What happened was, I was on the sidewalk, and there was a little fellow who couldn't see the parade, so I put him on my shoulder. A little, a little fellow? Yeah, male LaGuardia. And he couldn't see the parade. Wait a minute. Uh, so I Mayor, put him on... Mayor, Mayor LaGuardia? Yeah, it was on the 
31st of August in the middle of July. Look, I've had enough of this parade and enough of the song. And, George, during the parade, there were men selling shamrocks, green ice cream, furniture, clay pots, They were canes. selling furniture? Yeah, a man came up to me and he said, he said, he says, lady, will you give me 25 cents for a bed? And I said to him, I said, I said, now listen to me, Gracie, my good man. Just a second. Now, if I you said, don't mind pausing, I have a line. Well. A very big line. <laughs> Well, Gracie, anyway. the man was a panhandler. No, he was only handling beds. Oh, he didn't have any pens. Well, I couldn't tell. He had on long overcoat. All right, please, please. Say, Gracie, whenever you meet a panhandler, why don't you do what I do? I just brush them off. Well, Jimmy, with your mustache, you can do it. <laughs> no, what I mean is, Gracie, I don't give him any cash. Now, just the other day, I met a man who said, Mister, I'm starving. Would you help me? Oh, isn't that silly? Why should you help him starve? <laughs> I didn't, Gracie. I didn't. I just reached in my pocket, opened my wallet, and gave him a can of Spam. You keep Spam in your wallet? Oh, sure. It doesn't need refrigeration. Mm. Well, keep on with this wallet. Another joke like that, and this program, Bill, fold up. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, after That's the parade. That's my chaser. That's the chaser. <laughs> Well, anyway, after the parade, Artie Shaw took me home, and we were sitting in the living room, and I said, Artie! Artie Shaw took you home? Yes, and I said, Artie! Didn't I tell you to break up this romance? Yes, and I said, Artie! Oh, stop with that, Artie! Artie, were you out with Gracie again last night? Sure, it was on the 31st of August. Oh, fine, fine. Gracie, try to get this through that silly head of yours. You've got to split this thing up. Business and romance don't mix. Well, I I guess you're right, George. You just can't mix business with romance. Well, it's about time you realize it. So, we'll take the romance and give you the business. Hello. Hello. Well, I give up. It was on the 31st of August in the middle of July. Is that the right key? The afternoon was wet and the morning it was dry. You might as well finish it. I met a fair young lady sitting under an old oak tree. Pretty, pretty, pretty. And give a word I said to her. Uh-huh. And the same she said to me. Well, well, I didn't know you could dance, Gracie. I was. Well, George, it looks like you and Gracie are washed up for good. Brother, ever since she and Artie started to say, Plow, I knew you were a dead duck. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I better break that romance up. It's mm-hmm. lasted longer than the snow on the streets in New York. <laughs> and I know how to break it up. I'll use system number three. System number three? What's that? The old sympathy gag. Oh. It's bound to work with Gracie. Watch. <laughs> Gracie. Gracie, uh, I've got something to say to you, and please try to understand. I want you to know it's not because I'm jealous. We've been together for years, and you just can't tear down everything that we've built up in just one day. Oh, well, how long will it take? Gracie, remember the first time I met you? Mm-hmm. We were just kids then. That's right. You'll have to admit I wasn't selfish. 
If I had anything, didn't you always get it? Yeah, until I was vaccinated. Uh, remember when I took you to the ice cream parlor and we had a strawberry soda? Mm-hmm. You may not believe it, but that day I fell in love. Really? I felt so silly, I couldn't look at the soda clerk. It was love at first sight. Well, I don't blame you, George. He was a very cute soda clerk. <laughs> No, no, no. I I mean, I fell in love with you, Gracie. Oh, so that's why you paid for my soda. <laughs> and, Gracie, that childhood romance ripened into... Well, it isn't just friendship. It isn't just a passing fancy. It isn't just a partnership. Do you know what it is? Oh, does it hang from the season of ceiling and whistle? Does it hang from the season and whistle? No, ceiling, ceiling. <laughs> Gracie, boys, a little soft music. Maybe that'll help. Thanks, fellas. Gracie, remember that little tea room on 6th Avenue that we used to go to? The one where they had the candlelight and the gypsy music? Yeah, that's the place. Oh, it makes my heart beat faster when I think of it. Oh, I see. You still remember it. Remember it? I was there last night with Artie. Hello. Hello. All right, boys, stop it. I've had enough. Gracie, don't you understand? I've been talking to you until I'm blue in the face. Oh, please, Judge Green. It's St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yes. Well, I'm going outside. I've got another system. I'll go with you, George. I want to get you some tonic. Tonic? Why? To fix up your system. Mm. Oh, poor George. I hope he doesn't jump off the Empire State Building. Yeah, wouldn't that be awful? He hasn't got a uh, cold and he might catch cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Senor Shaw, would you like some advice? What kind of advice? Well, if I were in your place... And if you take my advice, I will be. Uh, <laughs> why don't you and Miss Allen elope? But, uh, Senor Lee, if I elope with Artie, who'll take care of the band? Let them get their own girls. <laughs> there, Artie, I think Senor Lee's got a cute idea. Let's elope just this once, huh? Well, look, we'll elope from the El Morocco tonight. It's just the place. It's on the ground floor, so we won't need a ladder. El Morocco. Why not the store club? Store club? Well, I'd maybe in a year. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody, this'll kill you. What? Gotcha. I just overheard George call up a theatrical agency, and he asked him to send over an actress to pretend she's George's girlfriend. Well, why? Well, to make love to George and make Gracie jealous. Well, say that's a swell idea, and I'll bet she'll get jealous too. She's probably a very jealous type. If it's the same Gracie Allen. Oh, pardon me, it's me. <laughs> listen, Jimmy, I know what we can do. Let's double-cross George and cancel the girl on Double-cross George? Yep, and I can get a girl to take her place. Oh, gee, that would be a swell surprise for George. Hey, look, wait a minute. Oh, I've got just the girl. Wallington, go out and call Stillman's Jim. Stillman's Jim? Yeah, yeah, this dame happens to be a lady wrestler. A lady wrestler? Yeah, just ask for grappling Gertie. Okay. A lady wrestler? I've never seen a lady wrestler. Oh, I hope he falls for her. You know, I know once in Cleveland... Well, I'm right. I... What are you two talking about? Mm, nothing's on the 31st of August in the middle of July. The afternoon was wet. Ah, the morning it was dry. I talked to a fair young lady just now on the telephone. And she's coming here from Stillman's gym, and she will break your ball. Oh,
George Burns soon understood vaudeville was dead, and a second generation of radio listeners expected a situation comedy. Burns and Allen would transform their show in 1942 and remain on radio through 1950.